remember I sent you the stuff about Momo? Have yeah. you been following the Momo thing? <laughs> yeah, I read it, yeah. Love the Momo thing. Um, and he he's kind of been on the Momo beat, and he wrote this... What's the Momo? Uh, the, you the, tell the people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Throw that one in there. Hey, friends, welcome to a show. Welcome to the Firefest episode. Yeah. Belated as always. Much belated. Yeah. That's fine. Well, it's an evergreen topic, really. Yeah. So you just said it's a certain mentality that led to the disaster that was Firefest. Sure. Within the talk about some other examples, but yeah, within Billy McFarland's company. Sure. One of the things I was struck by, I've only watched the Netflix one, which yeah. I understand is more focused on what was happening within the Fire app right. company, whatever the name of his company was. Yeah. And one of the things that really struck me was how there was that, was he Swedish? He was like a pilot that was involved with logistics at the beginning of the planning of the festival. And he was raising a lot of red flags about infrastructure. The Swedish guy. Or yeah. Swiss, I think. Swiss. I think it was Swiss, yeah. And they pushed him out. That was just like you're a total downer, you're 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 being real negative. And that is like that's a very in my experience, that's a very common attitude with people who are persnickety like that. Like you any company needs a negative person there going like this isn't thought out. We need to think about these things. You desperately need that person. If you don't have someone like that, it gets too pie in the sky. And that I see that all the time in companies I work for. Like if you're not a team player, you're not bought in or whatever, people get mad and they act like you're fucking with the company but you're not you're doing a service it's totally true man and again this goes back to my which we keep sort of talking about the results first approval distinction right. yes which once again is there are approval people and there's results people yeah and results people are often very negative because they're saying things that need to be said in yes. order to get the correct result and right. they're not really giving a shit about whether or not like people like it mm. And I think it's so funny that you bring up that moment with the Swiss guy. I have also identified that moment. It's the moment that they say, fuck you to the Swiss guy. That's where it went wrong. Yes, exactly. Because he was saying there's all these bad problems. And the solution is to have a cruise ship. Yes. Drive up to the close to the island, park there, and then ferry people in. Yeah. And if they had done that, they would have pulled it off. Yeah. We've got our infrastructure handled. Right. It's all on the cruise ship. It's, it's all on the cruise ship. built for this. Right. We need to figure out how to get p- ferry people back and forth in an efficient way. And that's going to be the main logistical challenge of exactly. this. And they would have had food figured out. Yep. They would have had everything figured out. They could have had, you know, temporary entertainment on there, even if they were late, you know, right. on the ship. Yes. They, they could have figured it out. They could have just had people, the people start well, you have, playing. You have a stage on the ship. Right. You have like the sub stage on the ship and like the main stage on right. the island and you, you split the crowd that way or you have a big headliner on the ship for a while so you can like reduce the, the pressure on the island. Yeah. Or maybe the island doesn't have the music and stuff. Maybe the island is just for 
partying and and you tell people you need to use the bathroom before you go you, there's no place to go on the island like there's a right. lot of ways that it could we'll have just been. have some porta potties in the island. right it's not the end of the world yeah whereas yeah uh that was the moment they fucked up yes. because they they weren't listening to what he was saying they were like we can do anything right right and he was saying no like you can't do anything yeah <clears throat> and that's where they really fucked up. Yeah. Because they really, they, I think people don't realize how close they came. They, they almost, if a few things had gone differently, they right. would have done it. Yeah. But, you know, they just fucked it. Well, yeah, because they got rid of the negative voice. So, right. they, and the, their attitudes about it were policed. Yeah. You know, you had to like believe in what was happening out right. there. And that's, that's dangerous. Like if you're running any kind of company, you need a fucking sourpuss so badly. And they're annoying it's annoying to have a naysayer there, but man, they fucking pick shit out and you got to think about it. Yeah. yeah. You go like, Oh, maybe that is a thing that I didn't even consider. Right. Those people are, are, are completely necessary. I think it should be ba- equally, you know, you should have balanced of both. Yeah. You know, I mean, what's, what's his name? What's the guy who runs Bridgewater capital in Connecticut? This oh, whole thing. Yeah. We've talked about him before. He wrote principles. Yeah. Principles. Uh, yeah, I forgot his name, but um, why isn't our producer getting this producer, information? Look this up. Uh, his thing, whose name is Bridgewater Associates. I keep Bridgewater calling it Capital Associates. Ray Dalio. Yes. So Ray Dalio uh, believes in total negative transparency. So right. anytime anybody has anything negative to say, you're supposed to say it immediately and write out on the you know floor. Right. Like it's total. Like there's no affirmation bullshit approval bias it's just total honesty yeah which i love that idea yeah, I mean, if i was running a company i'd want it to be the same shit if somebody's not doing their job just say it yeah. you know don't sit there and just i mean of course you need soldiers you know you need soldiers who you can't have everyone all the time talking shit no um, but the soldiers are never the ones that get shit on like yeah. they're never the ones you're trying to push out like right. oh he's just not as i said before nice. he's not a team player right right it's yeah. not bought in right yeah, that was the moment for me where I was like, okay, that's where it happened. Yeah. It, it, that was the end. That moment. As soon as you get rid of that guy, then yeah. you're in a lot of trouble. I agree. Um, And the other examples, Theranos, kind of similar. Right. It's, I mean, total. The, we're really, truly, and I'm very close to this because I work in influencer marketing. <laughs> we are living in an era of emperor's new clothes right. more than ever before in history. Yes. Whereas the the degree in which these things are manufactured in which sensations are manufactured and things are forced into the zeitgeist and people are tricked into believing something is a certain way when it isn't. I mean, in the fire festival documentary, it's interesting how he at one point says like, we're selling people, we're selling people in the Midwest, rich people in the Midwest, this idea of this, incredible life you know where it's models and water and jet skis and yachts and we're selling them this idea yeah and the genius of somebody like billy who's you know his genius is that he knows what exactly what those people want what like the the masses want to believe exists this life they want to believe exists and he knows how to like show it to them in this completely irresistible way. Yeah. And it's so disingenuous because he knew it was fake, you know? But I mean, he was also kind of trying to make it real. Yeah. But he also... He trying to manifest it. He was trying to manifest it through will. I mean, you know, his company was like a producer of that documentary. 
Yeah. So I think his he, company. I think so. No, fuck Jerry. Well, fuck a, Jerry was part of it, but uh, I think also he got like a production credit on that. So I think he's gonna be fine. I think he knew that. I mean, he created a sensation for himself out of it. You know, is he? In, he's in jail, but he'll get I out. I thought. I thought it was the Hulu one that he was paid to be involved with. I one of them I know that they he bo- had like a production. They both credit. had shady involvements by people where it's like what. Well, like, yeah. Why are these Because, you know, no, any publicity is better than no publicity, and that's really true. Yeah. Those Jerry Media guys are the biggest fucking douchebags. Yeah. Like, they're kind of great at what they do, though. So Every time really... they steal. They that's definitely a, that's steal. That's how they built their empires, by stealing from comedians on, right. on Instagram. That's, de- I mean, for sure that they, they're curators, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as the fat Jew. Like, the fat Jew doesn't make up yeah, any of that stuff. He also, but curating is one thing taking something somebody wrote removing the Them, name of the person who right. did it and then posting it as your thing as your that's own. more than curation that's Just i mean theft if you go to a curated exhibit at a museum they still have the artist's name under it it's not like yeah i don't have such a problem i don't like the fat jew i think he's awful uh the fuck jerry guys though they're very like if i was to want to work anywhere in the industry that i work in right now it would be for them because they do influencer marketing better than anyone. Right. They they find a way to like make it actually good, you know? Uh-huh. And some of their work is just so good. It's so clever and like they pull it off in a really great way. Right. So but again, I, I they stole. Take them. Yeah, no, 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 sure, sure. I mean, you know, like, good artists, great artists. I mean, them. not directly. Like you don't you don't take a, a tweet that a comedian who makes zero money doing comedy. You don't take that and put it on your feed and then make money from sponsored ads also the same way. Was it did that blatant? Yes. Really? Oh, yeah. They're notorious for having done that. Like, oh. Fuck Jerry and the Fat Jew both were notorious p- for stealing tweets and other social media posts, removing the name of the person who posted it, and then just using it as their own. That's fine. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. Which is that's pretty bad. Which is yeah, <laughs> deeply fucked up. And That's deeply fucked up. None of these sure. comics will ever get any recompense for it and we've got you know, fuck Jerry is this giant media company, advertising company yeah. and you know, guys who came right. up with the stuff that they use get nothing. Well, it's like curate all you want, but yeah, if you're going to be that blatant, I mean, I can see is it really that blatant yes. where you're like sort of the, the exact tweet? Yes. Cuz I mean, I can see like you kind of make your own version of the joke like yeah, you know, is that I don't think that's that bad, but just leave the name on it. I don't this it's not that hard. Right. Just have the name and have a link so that people can go, "Oh, that's a funny thing. I'm going to go check that person out." Yeah. I'm just the very basic level of of doing that sort of thing. Right, right. You know, so I didn't realize they were They're that, notorious in comedy for that, that reason. Bad. Yeah. Hmm, okay. But there was a lot of controversy about the Netflix one because they were involved with its production. It was I just see. like, fuck these guys. Yeah. Like, why? They, they, they were involved with promoting this train wreck yeah. and now they're pr- producing the documentary about the train wreck that they in part <laughs> helped they, to that create. They did, which is very cl- smart, very clever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people know how to manipulate this new system. I mean, it's just sad that it's so satanic and dark. You know, I mean, it's like, did you see the documentary American Meme on no, Netflix? No, so no. definitely watch that. There's a guy on there who's famous for, he's like, oh God, I wish I could remember his name. He's like the party man. Um, his name's Kirill. This guy is called the Slut Whisperer. And he... You know, again, he builds up this 
imagery. It's almost like Dan Bilzerian-esque. You know, it's like he builds up this imagery of him just like spraying champagne on these girls. It's right. it's like, remember the girls gone wild? It's all kind of the same thing. Yeah. But he's the Instagram version of that. Okay. And the more that he creates this world of him having these willing sluts, like he's like, you know, fingering them with the champagne bottle and like spraying champagne all over them. And it's like he goes to these parties. He's not a musician in any way. Right. He just goes to a club and he has this huge Instagram following and people go to the club because he's there. Right. And it's so fucking evil. I mean, it's like his, like, you can see it in his eyes because he's drinking himself to death, yeah. basically. Like, this guy's he's like a nice Jewish boy who's become this guy. And he is like, you see him at one point chug an entire bottle of vodka or of tequila at once because he's drinking himself to death. It's obvious because wow. he's drinking every night and he's partying every single night. And he says, like, I can't sleep. Like, I'm losing my fucking shit. But you can tell he's like kind of happy also because he's a shrimpy little kid and he's like fucking all these girls so you know he's kind of like dying but there's no artistry like there's no there's no there there like there's no music i mean a musician yeah there's a lot of drugs and everything but you're making something this guy is just the hollow shell this empty yeah of partying and people follow him around and they want to live this utterly hedonistic horrible life i it really is I think that there's a new paganism that people are buying into. Like, I think the masses, you know, people like you and I, this is, sounds very cocky, but <laughs> we're never going to be religious. Right. You know, that's not for us. Right. But the mass people, the masses, they need religion. And when their religion has been removed, they're going to follow their natural instincts, but it's still going to be a religion. And that's what paganism is. It's like the worship of sex and bodies and like nature, right? You know, and that's what originally paganism was. And you have these gods of like, you know, the hedonism, you have a hedonistic God that you follow. And I think if you look at like group fitness classes, everything from that to people worshiping beauty on Instagram to... Hey, I go to a group fitness class. No, I do too. I love it. <laughs> and Wait a minute. It, it is neo-pagan. It's like, you know, you're, the, the shit, how date yoga is the most neo-pagan thing. Spencer did it with me the other day, this religious Jewish friend I have, and he left halfway through. And Why? Afterwards, well, it was, it's really hard. Okay. But he was like, that's like that. He, afterwards, he was like, that is like a pagan ritual. Because <laughs> everybody's like naked. You're sweating. You're next to each other. You're like praying. And then there's this like mindfulness mantra at the end, you know? I think people are so desperate for meaning in religion that they're people literally become that becomes their religion. Like they follow it's what do they call them? Followers. They follow these people and it's literally like following Dionysus. Like you're you're following an image of utter carnality. And it's so bad. It's like so not good. Like Do you the, think that the most life people are, that these people are going I mean, into is not isn't this, good. Isn't this a segment though of the population? It's not like this is. No, I think most people, people are disgusted by this, but I think there's a certain group of people who feel that they're missing out. Yeah, and that they want to be FOMO a sexy, is strong, very strong, and they want to be a sexy, awesome person and look at this amazing life this guy's living. All yeah. he does is party, and he gets paid for it, and blah blah blah. Most you people know. fake. 
all that stuff. But it's all that's the, the real problem is that it's totally empty and false. Yeah, it is a hundred percent emperor's clothes. None of it is real. There's no secret party that you're missing. There's no secret life. The people who seem the coolest on art, on everything, are the lamest fucking people, man. <laughs> They're the most boring. I've gone to like some really high-end art parties recently because yeah. Gracie works with Hauser Worth. And I was out at dinner with like a bunch of art people late at night. Like, oh, it's all these cool art people. They're the most boring fucking people. Why? Man. Why are they boring? Because they're married to their followers. Mm. The craziest people are groups of like real estate bros. Right. Those are the craziest people because they have they don't show anything. They don't show their lives. Right. Their their Instagram feeds are happy pictures of them, and their fiance, yeah. like smiling at weddings. Right. The darkest shit is those people. That's where the real dark scene is at. Is <laughs> like a fucking bros. like a I get like a banker conference. That's where the craziest shit goes on. <laughs> the 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 culture factory you know the kardashian culture factory where you know that has every girl at my work the other night watching like some confession video from did you hear about this i i couldn't understand what was i happening. didn't understand what was happening either but they're chloe the kardashian whole office yeah is watching it's like a press conference right that whole world is the those people are careerists man yeah. they're not they're whole job is to make it seem like you are their friend and you're in their really sexy world that you can't be in. Right. But I've been in those worlds. There is no there there. Yeah. There's nothing there. They are working all the time to make you believe that there's this glamorous Just shit. Just a factory yeah. of imagery. Yeah, at least musicians. I mean, at least like people back in the day, you know, there used to be a real scene because the musician, it was organic. The musician was doing their own look. They were making their own music. The cameras came to them. Now it's the reverse. Now somebody makes up an image and finds you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They construct the image, then find you. And then you are supposed to buy it. Yeah. Instead of it being like, oh, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, I have groupies. I, yeah, there's some weird scene because I make great music. And then I'm being taken pictures of. Yes. But no, now, this is all for consumption. Yeah, it's all Emperor's clothes, man. It's, it's Everything you see on the internet is 99% fake. Right. Yeah. It's funny that people keep falling for it, though. Like people, It's irresistible. People it's love really it. It's really hard not to. That was the thing about those. The, I mean, the Firefest is the, a perfect example. The Firefest, the people that went or that bought tickets... Every time they showed up in the thing, I was like, oh, well, fuck these. They're all, like, gross. No, the, exactly. Every They're the people here, and that's why McFarlane was exactly right. He was like, these are people who want to believe that there's this world out there, and yeah. they're willing to buy it. Yes. You know? Yeah, They anytime they got interviewed, I was like, oh, I don't feel that bad that they got snookered. No, fuck like, the... Oh, my God. I feel great that they got snookered. Yeah. I mean, Burning Man is a great counterexample of this. Burning Man is the real fucking deal. Right. That's the real thing. And people continuously try to commodify it. Like, you know, photographers take these pictures out there, which they're really not supposed to do. Right. They're certainly not supposed to tie it to a brand. Yeah. And But getting there is huge skin in the game. It's all about really creating things while you're there. It's like the real fucking thing. Yeah. You know? Where cameras go to it to try to get a piece of it. Right. They don't care about looking a certain way. It's just, right. This is what it is. Burning here. Man does not come to you. Yeah. Yeah, you have to go. There. You have to go to it. Whereas, Which is great. Fire Festival knocks on your door 
and says, look at this desirable thing yeah. that you want. We're all going to post these orange things on Instagram. It's genius. That's gonna, it was great. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a great idea. And that gets people like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, this is going to be this great experience. Right. Wait, so what was the other thing? You said there, there was this book tour girl, similar so deal. this girl, um, Caroline Calloway, I think her name is, and she was, she's just an annoying person. <laughs> like, if you read about her, um, I'm, what, what website am I on? I'm on Betches.com. What the fuck is this? <laughs> so, back in December, Caroline announced that she was going on a national tour doing seminars where she would be teaching her followers things like vulnerability, authenticity, and making mistakes. For four hours of this, she was charging $165. She didn't. She hadn't booked any venues and was posting in her Instagram stories about she had no idea how to plan an event. So she had booked, she had started selling tickets, and then she's posting on Instagram like, Boston friends, I'm looking for a plant-filled, light-filled, art-filled event space. Does anyone have any ideas? I'm also looking for a t- photographer. I'd like to pay someone who is just starting out in their photography career. Like, she didn't want to actually pay a real photographer to be there. I'm also looking for a photographer. I'd like to pay someone who's just starting out in their photography career, so too much experience might be too much. New artists, message me. So she started selling tickets for this event, and she was going to have, like, mason jars that she personally filled, and she was going to make salads for each attendee. And then she starts doing it, and it's a huge logistical nightmare. So she cancels a bunch of the ones she was doing out of New York and she was only doing some of them in her loft space in New York and it was just like she just again like Billy McFarlane and like people before she thought that she could will this thing into being a real thing and then right. her people into her would just like lap it up yeah but yeah. it it didn't end that way I hate this website because it's it's just written all bitchy. Let me find a different one. <laughs> as far as Instagram influencers go, Caroline Calloway is no stranger to things melting down. She made a name for herself back in 2015 with an Instagram account devoted to writing her memoir in real time via captions. The account chronicles, chronicled her romance at Cambridge with a guy named Oscar and ultimately landed her a book deal with an advance worth over $100,000. She made an even bigger name for herself when word got out the book wasn't happening and she needed to repay the $100,000, money which Callaway had already spent. Now Callaway's Instagram account is devoted solely to using the Stories feature. Uh, that's where Callaway excitedly announced in December she was launching a tour leading seminars to teach people how to be their best selves. Um, and then it just collapsed because yeah, it wasn't actually It wasn't planned. real. Yeah. Or it was, but... It was only in her head. Right. Like she thought she could just she wing it. She could just do it. And, and the thing is, she got on a... By the way, she didn't pay back the advance. Right. And so she duped a book publisher. I mean, this is, the, this is what's so crazy. I mean, it's like brands... You would think brands and stuff would care about fake followers and stuff, but they don't. Mm. It's like they see that 100,000 follower number, a bookseller, they see 200,000, a million dollars, they immediately just believe that that's real yeah. and, and valid. You know, I think really what needs to be the solution to all this, and we sort of touched on this in the beginning, is the return of negativity. <laughs> like the return of deeply critical thinking. Yes. You know, of people who are sound like positivity. You're not being positive, right. so we're gonna no haters. Of, you know, yeah, no haters. It's like no, 
we need to like we need a lot of like darkness yeah. in society again like we're like real like you know i think that's this is what i i feel like kanye has been kind of saying for a while it's like <laughs> dark like it's it's like you know there needs to be more uh yeah like real fury and and um willingness to say this is so stupid and fake and not real you know and that needs to be at least valued more in society i think you made a great point when you're like you need that guy in your company yeah you need you him know? everywhere yeah you need somebody going like what are you doing yeah like, like, what is this stupid. horse shit that yeah you're... let's start from a place of skepticism yeah you know instead of just believing everything you're being told let's start by saying i don't generally believe what you're saying well, that was the thing you with, need to prove to me that you're doing something right that was the thing with theranos like getting back yeah, to that right, whole story right, yeah. is that there was no there was very little skepticism and it, and when it was encountered people like oh well you know the there's dare you? there's some great if you go Look back jesse smollett yes same thing. Everybody just believes. Oh, yeah, we can't. We start from a place of belief. We should never start from a place of belief. Well, the I mean, the Jesse Smollett thing unraveled in part because the local media was just Allowed sniffing it. around. No, 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 no. Incorrect. Oh. The local media was sniffing around going like, this doesn't make any sense. And they were talking to their contacts in the Chicago Police Department like, hey, what do you know about this? They were really the ones that kept pushing the story that like there's something not adding up here. Oh right, it was local media doing that. That was, was right. No, but I'm saying the reason why that can you believe the irresponsibility as a journalist to have somebody come to you with such an obviously bullshit story that if you knew anything about Chicago and where he said this happened, right, the absurdity of it. I have a friend, one of my best friends, uh, who you'll meet at the wedding, mm. is. Uh, Chicago, black guy, great guy, Marcus, probably my oldest best friend. Okay. And he's, we're constantly arguing about, you know, stuff via text. Like he's always sending me, you know, anti uh, Republican things. Right. And I'm always setting back, like, I'm not a Republican, but just I don't believe this stupid narrative. Even, even he immediately after Smollett was like, that's total bullshit. Because yeah. he lives in Chicago. He was like, that would never happen. In that area, right. like the idea that somebody would be walking around with a noose trying to like tell people it's MAGA country, it's utterly, yes. utterly insane. Right. And so everybody knew this was fake yeah. from the beginning. And yet the media doesn't do the fucking due diligence. They plaster this well, shit into our face. Well, depends on the media. Face. Like the national media picked it up as this hot button clickbait story Evil, but the local media did well, we didn't like right, that sure that local reporter got all kinds of shit yeah i don't i wish i could remember his name but he was really like poking around and asking questions and, and saying oh the police department is saying this uh, and that is why that is important like right local but where media. is the nat where is the ombudsman where is the asshole in every one of these national media companies saying, no, this is obviously fake. Right. <laughs> We're not going to report well, this shit. Because the stakes are more weighted on getting people to click on the infuriating article. Even even aside from agenda or anything else, the incentives for these national elements to get people to look at their content are, are too high. They have That's to report insane. on something. like It just has all the hot buttons. It's got race. Yeah. It's got gay stuff. It's got hate crimes. It's got Trump. Right. It's got all the pieces. Famous actor. That Yeah, actor on a television yeah, show. Yeah. Celebrity. It's, celebrity. it's got it all. So yeah. even if 
just putting aside whether or not it's a liberal agenda, it's just a thing where they're going, okay, we've got ads on our pages. This is going to get a huge amount of attention. So, but how many more of these can we have before people just lose total faith in that what they're hearing is real? I don't think they will. That's the problem is it's just always the newest thing. Like there's still people arguing that it was true. I see on Facebook. There's, there's, <laughs> it's still, it's still going on. There, I, I saw a guy uh, post a news story from like two weeks ago about this, and he was like, "Well, well, well," and it was still when it was not revealed that it was a hoax. <laughs> he like he didn't even read off. the fucking. It was just like I need to confirm. <laughs> that I think that this is a real thing that happened. So Completely insane. I didn't click through on the article. I just saw a headline that says right. blah, 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 blah. So what's the solution to this? Where all mean, these things we're sitting here complaining about, it seems like there's this steam building. And like, where does this end? I mean, the system, the the current system for news promotion is, is busted. We're, we're all re- relying on advertising and people want clicks on things. Yeah. And you you can't get people to look at your content without thinking in those terms. My friend writes for Popular Science, and remember I sent you the stuff about Momo? Have yeah. you been following the Momo thing? <laughs> yeah, I read it, yeah. Love the Momo thing. Um, and he he's kind of been on the Momo beat, and he wrote this... What's the Momo? Uh, the, the tell the people. So there's this urban legend thing going around that YouTube videos have... Uh, in like YouTube videos for kids have been inserted with this evil character called Momo, who is this very creepy looking woman. And it's actually a sculpture. It's it a is a sculpture, Japanese like sculpture. And if you look at the whole sculpture, it's much less creepy because it's kind of in context. But when it's just the face, which is what he talks about in the article, um, but basically it's that Momo is telling your kids to do all these things because if they don't, Momo is going to come and kill them and kill the family. And it has its origins in like this WhatsApp shit that was going on in 2018. It's just an overblown daycare-esque scare. It's like it's not really a thing that parents have to actually worry about. But everybody online has been crazy about it because one of the stupid Kardashians posted a screenshot about Momo so that got all these parents worried. And the Kardashians contacted YouTube and YouTube is like, we're going to look into it. Um so anyway, he posted this article about why, scientifically speaking, Momo is disturbing to look at. And it's part of the, unca- uh, the uncanny valley. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. That's cool. we, we like things when they get humanized, like animals. Yes. When they're hu- yeah. humanized, we like it. But there's a point when something gets almost human looking, but it's just off that our brain doesn't like. And that's the uncanny valley where we're like, ugh. Right. Like when robots get too human looking but not human looking enough. It's that's when scary. people reject yeah, it. Right, Whereas right, when it's right. like, when it's totally, when it's wall E. Yeah. Nobody cares. And you're like, Oh, that's adorable. Well, but wall E is humanized in a, to a degree though. Why? It's like a, the big eyes humanization. We like light. Yeah. It's, though. it's when it gets too close. It's fine when it's obviously not human, but when it's not human, but looks very human still, and, but not 100% because the mouth I and eyes like are... That doesn't totally add up. I mean, look at Alita Battle Angel, right? Just yeah. came out. It's unsettling. Eh, she's she, not really unsettling. She's in the... Un- she's, I, I don't think she's completely in the Uncanny Valley, but there's something there's something iffy. Do you remember that um, I don't know Final if, Fantasy I don't know movie? I totally... Remember the Final Fantasy movie that came out in like the mid-2000s? Yeah. That movie tanked in part because it was a CGI movie, but they did like 
human characters, but they just looked too, they tried too hard to make them look real. So they didn't. Some of this stuff is kind of inexplicable though, because I mean, you know, there's, I've always thought it was so strange, like the look of evil, you know, like things can look evil. Right. And then things can look good. Yeah. (laughs) And some animals, for example, look great. Yeah. And some animals look totally evil. Yeah, like spiders. Right. It's like, where the fuck does that come from? It's probably evolutionary at some level. But I don't think it's just as simple as if it almost looks human. Because there's a lot of things that look almost human that we then kind of still like, though. That don't look necessarily evil to us. Yeah. So, his article is about the Uncanny Valley and, and how that works so he was i was texting with him because we've been joking about the momo thing and he told me that that article is like the most read and trafficked yep. article on popular science i'm sure which is the first time something has unseated the flat earth article they published in 2016 <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> yep. see lowest common denominator man yeah. this is the fucking problem we're being guided constantly by the lowest common denominator so yeah. people like us it's just like it's uncomfortable for us it's uncomfortable for us but the thing is it's very comfortable for some others you know some others are very comfortable yeah. in this situation because they're like oh this is I, I understand all these things perfectly i don't have to deal with feeling uh, excluded you right. know Whereas if we had it our way, there'd be actual discourse, but half, you know, a whole lot of people would not feel comfortable uh, participating because they wouldn't be able to do the work necessary. Whereas anybody can be like, flat earth, that doesn't sound right. I'm going to be mad about it. Yeah. You know? It's just easy to, it's easy to just get people wrapped up in stuff. Right. Just all you have to do is make something look good. I mean, it's not that easy. There's a certain genius to the thing these people are doing. I don't want to pass them off as, you know, oh, anybody could do this. I don't think right. that that's true. I don't think anybody could do what Billy McFarlane did. I think what he did was pretty incredible, actually. Yeah. I don't think most people could do that. <clears throat> the the It's worse than that. It's worse than that it's easy. It's that it's really empty. Right. It's that there's no... There's nothing actually happening. You know, rock and roll music, the sensation that all the boomers still tie their morality to at some level, you know, there was very much a there there. Yeah. You know, it pissed a lot of people off. It was weird. Uh, You know, a lot of it was bullshit. A lot of it was copying. But at the end of the day, there was unprecedented music being made. Sure. Whereas today, the idols, there's not anything happening there. It's all fake. It's 100% fake, or at least 99% fake. Whereas, yeah, I mean, say what you will about a rock and roll musician, I'm sure that so many of those, you know, I'm sure Mick Jagger's the biggest phony asshole ever, right? I'm sure. But he's still making great music. You know, you can't, he, he's still being kept honest by some level of art. Yeah. Whereas these people that we're worshiping now, there really isn't anything keeping them honest. It's just pure, the most shallow uh, perspective of things, you know? Well, we fanned, everybody's just has fans. There's people that are like, I like no matter what they do, I'm a fan. I stand for whoever. I mean, it's really weird. The other day, like, all the girls in my office were watching this. It was like I felt like I was living in Bizarro World. Yeah. I was like, 
they're all watching this like announcement about infidelity from like a friend of the Kardashians. They like all were gathered. It was like a yeah. big day for them. Right. They were all gathered around the computer. And I was like, what is going on? Like, what is this world? Like, I am so... Separate. I had no idea what was happening. If you go back to... If you go on Twitter and you start looking right around the time some questions about Theranos started happening, I, I wish I could pull it up. It was such a... It's a classic thread of... Uh, people were going like, what is this? This this is fucked up. And all these Theranos stands showing up and being like, you know, uh, I think they know a little bit more <laughs> about this topic than you do. Yeah, yeah, right, Just right. people that don't have a stake in it at all are, are like defending this corporation. Yeah. And that's, you see that with threads criticizing Elon Musk when the, the, the Musk stands start showing up yeah. and start going like, what have you contributed to society? It's like, what the fuck difference does it make? Like, why are you invested in this? <laughs> like, whether or not a billionaire gets made fun of. Right. Schultz. I kind of agree with the Musk people, but I mean. No, the, they're awful. Like, they, any, well, any. But there's definitely a there there with him, man. You any, know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, he's fine, but it's like, it's also fine to make fun of Elon of Musk. Course, of course, and, of course. And it, that you're like, on the side of a billionaire, like defending him against. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem necessarily with that. I think, but what you're saying about the Theranos tweets also happened with Fire Festival. Yes. Remember, there was that guy who started like tweeting out, like, "Hey guys, yeah, this is horseshit. This is not real. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, this isn't real." And people would shout him down, yeah. be like, "Shut the fuck up, dude! Like, why yeah. are you? You know, you're just a hater." Yeah. And he was right the whole time. Right. Yeah. You know. So. Again, I mean, it's really like we need a return of that, like the glorification. We need a glorification of like assholes. Yeah. Again, you know, that's why I kind of like in some way. Do you know who I I enjoy is Armand White. He is a movie critic and he has the most counterintuitive takes on movies. Yeah. Like he he had this top 10. I don't remember. This is just an off the top of my head thing. But his top ten list of like two thousand seven included I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah. Like his the things that he ranks high are completely different. Yeah, he's on his own page and that's than, what you than know. other people. And he really if you read his movie criticism, it's like he wrote a pretty good attack on Moonlight that I don't agree with, but it raises a lot of good points. He's just an outlier in in movie criticism. And he gets all this hate for it. Because he's just not on the same page as the mainstream critics, and he'll shit on a critically appraised movie, and he'll be really behind a movie that wasn't very good. Which is what everyone should be doing. Yeah, and it's it. Uh, let's do a movie minisode in a second. Okay. Uh, Ooh. But and I'll say something else about uh, what happened with this movie called Borders. Okay. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. It's pretty good. Or Border. Um. <clears throat> but anyway. Uh, yeah, there needs to be a lot more of that. Like that's what's great about Rogan. You know, that's what's great about Jordan Peterson. You know, Jordan Peterson oh. his his entire career is made on him standing up and just for one second refusing to go with the flow. Yeah. Like saying, like, you know what? I'm just not gonna like not say this is bullshit. Even though it would have been the easiest thing in the world for him to do that. I never enjoyed the Sopranos. Yeah, and you gotta give it to Rogan too, man. Rogan is his own fucking guy. And we got we are starting to truly worship that type of person again 
which I think is great. That we're really like getting back into independent people who th- make their own morality. Yeah. That's what we need. We need people who make their own morality that's a good one, not right. a fucking evil one. Yeah, a little bit of questioning of stuff when somebody's like, this thing is amazing. Yeah. It's always good for your reaction to be like, eh. Yeah. We'll Fire see. Fest, oh my God. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you gotta, we're seeing more and more it. Oh, it's terrible. We're seeing these same repeated false things happening over and over again. We're getting duped in these false hoaxes well, over and over. Well, it was small that we didn't because that unraveled, I mean, all, all things Many considered. Did, well, of course, but it didn't stick around very long. It's not like this was years in the making. This is a thing yes, where it happened and the usual suspects chimed in. We're like, this is, you know, terrible and we can't live in a society like yeah. this and blah, blah, blah. And then a few other people were like, this story doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it sounds very weird. Yeah. And then it came out. So I was kind of fine with the way the Smollett, Smollett, I think it is, Whatever. Uh, the way that thing went because I felt like it. that's how it should happen. Like there should be a thing. And then if it's bullshit, people like, uh, this is clearly bullshit. And then it's discovered. That's not what happened with Theranos. It was allowed to make billions and billions of dollars because people just wanted to go along with it and, yeah. to, and to go against Theranos. I mean, ultimately, this is the difference. Jesse Smollett is just some fucking dude. And it doesn't, I mean, that doesn't have as impactful, uh, it's not as impactful as Theranos or as Fire Festival. Like, these are like big things that impacted people. Right. So I wish more skepticism would be directed at... at it should be worshipped. We should get back to, I don't know if that, like, I don't know, the era of like... There must have been some era in history in which, like, the critics... I mean, I hate to say critics because I actually don't really like critics, but, like, you know, yeah, the skeptics were in charge because that's what's needed now. Now, since there is so much horseshit and the media is so full of shit and everyone is pretending and everybody's falling for these tricks over and over and over again... The kings now, the people that we trust the most, need to be the skeptics. Right. So like, I'm trying to think of some other time in history in which like skeptics were the, you know, kind of the 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 heads of society. But we we really need that. Like we need like a new class of like noblemen or like ombudsmen, sort of who are really willing to just question every little thing and ask all these questions that people are afraid of. I think Rogan does it a little bit. You know, he's w- willing to go to places that other people aren't, but we need a lot more of him. You know, well, we need a lot more Rogans. I don't even know if we need to worship. We just need to not get upset by the sourpuss saying something. Right. Which is the thing that always happens. It's like we we kind of, the thing that my, my dad used to always tell me, the most damaging thing my dad used to tell me was like, you're so negative. You're so negative about everything. Yeah. And I started associating negativity with that being bad but it's not i'm just a negative person yeah and that served me much better in my life well it's just who you are than you anything know, you else can't pretend to be you know you're not yeah. gonna pretend i'm to fucking be something I'm, else. I'm a negative guy like i see <laughs> i see something i see somebody post something and i'm just like yeah your immediate feeling is yeah. not like ultra positivity you yeah know? yeah i agree and we we should encourage that reaction when it takes place because sometimes it's like john Kerry rue perfect example of a guy that should be emulated because he knew a lot about the healthcare industry and he just didn't believe in any of their bullshit. He didn't get bullied. Right. And he didn't let them fuck with him. He just went in and said, 
this is my area of expertise. I happen to know a lot about this. This yeah. is clearly strange. Yeah. And then we said the result. He pretty much single-handedly destroyed the company that was full of horseshit. Right. Right. Which is quite an achievement. Hey, it's plug time. Thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do a few plugs real quickly. Uh, Join our forum at nahf.boards.net. We have some fun conversations happening there. Not really, but, you know, if you join, it'll be more fun. You can email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe on your preferred podcast platform and write us a review on iTunes. Pretty please. It's so helpful if you do that. Yeah, and do all those things and don't fucking text me. Yeah, leave don't, Isaac alone. Do not text me your thoughts about the podcast. Yeah, That's, send them to the email or post exactly. them on the forum and we will respond there yeah. and it'll be great. Right. Uh, and then my social media is all Funzaroni, including my website. You can follow me there. Thank you. How do you spell that? F-U-N-Z-A-R-O-N-I. Funzaroni. Funzaroni. And why is it that? Uh, it's a name I picked ages ago and now it's too late. Yeah. To go back. Phones are running. Uh, you can find me at isaacsimpson.com. That's my website. Uh, it's a portfolio website, so it's a lot of my work uh, in the advertising and journalism and brand creation world. But uh, you can also find ways to contact me there. Um, and also, uh, I don't really do socials, but you can find me on medium that's probably the best place to to find me or linkedin i enjoy being linkedin so just linkedin isaac simpson and you can uh, talk to me there that's it thank you for listening goodbye bye don't text isaac